Cosmere can be a confusing place. From Allomancy to Surge Binding, there's a lot to look out for. We're your hosts and escorts to the realms. I'm Griff. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is the Silverlight Silver Guide to the Cosmere. So, life updates. There's a Kirby on my shoulder. And <laughs> now it moved to your lap. Yes. Alright. Any life updates for you? If they sold me on a store shelf, it would be under the label permanently exhausted. <laughs> That's fair. But you get what you pay for. Yeah. So. You'd probably be cheap at the very least. Yep. Yep. <sighs> nothing, uh, nothing substantial. Yeah, not uh, for me. I'm backing a, a specific tribe on my mini factory, which is a contrived term for Patreon adjacent uh, thing for, for miniatures. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is where the plant boys came from. Right, uh, right. And. The plant boys, by the way, being some specific plant minis. That have swords. Plants and swords. Yes. They ate the zombies. And took their swords. I mean, you know, that's fair. Yeah. I, I I, might not do the eating, but I'd probably take the zombie swords too if I had the option. Yeah. And, and how about how about for you? Nothing much. My cat had surgery, and she is recovering very well from that. Um, apart from that, not a whole lot to report. Um, we, of course... Well, we can talk about the, the Kickstarter. Yes, we've thing. both backed yes. the Kickstarter. Uh, which was delightfully expensive. <laughs> sure, that's the term we use. Although I, I mean, I firmly believe it's. it's oh, I firmly believe value. it's worth it. Yeah. I just wish he had given a little more than a month for. Yeah. People to afford it. Also, I didn't see the last um, thank you gift plus artist video. Do you remember what was revealed on that one? I believe it was the chibi pen pins of the 12 Cosmere characters okay. and the Nightblood letter opener. That was the one I didn't know about. It was probably that. Because yeah. I knew about the pins, but I didn't know about the Nightblood letter opener. So they that's... Did, they put those in the same... It was weird. They had like a clip of... Actually, I think with the pin thing, I saw a text thing on it, not a I video. See. So I think that's how I knew about the pins, yeah. but not the Nightblood. And then I think... I think I saw the artist art, and of course it was stunning because, as not an artist, any right, yeah. anything of oh, sufficient good Lord, quality yeah. is yeah. That's the people they've gotten to do the art for the books is mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, I will also say this will probably be the start of my inspiration for having a bookcase that contains things that are not just books. Okay. I think I will have to get, I mean, obviously I will have to get a bookcase, but I think that this bookcase will also contain a lot of the stuff that I got oh, sure. from this yeah. as decoration, which is not something I've ever done before. Yeah. I've gotten, for, for a lot of my life, I wasn't into the extravagance of the, oh, there's only X amount of these, so pay a good amount of money and you can get it. Right. Um, type of deals <laughs> from bands and stuff, uh, or from anywhere, but uh, recently I've, I've 
Twenty One Pilots had a little box of merchandise for their uh, okay. album, so I've got that and <clears throat> this level of of stuff certainly the it would definitely go on a display shelf. Yeah. I think I think Brandon Sanderson is probably the only person that I will or well no, that's not entirely true. Like I think if Butcher had one I would probably do it as well. But he doesn't, so right. I haven't. Right. And like even even with Brandon Sanderson, I'm not gonna buy the leather band editions as gorgeous as they are. Right. That's way too much money for books that I would probably never open because I, I agree. Yeah. If they were fake leather and I had the money, yeah, I probably that's... would just to have cuz when Sanderson does his videos and he's sitting in front of his shelf, right. Gorgeous. Yeah, no, oh I absolutely God. agree. If I was going to if I was going to decorate my whatever room to incorporate that, I would want the the top of the line, but but considering leather, I'm not yeah, not I'll, I'll go with the hardback versions cuz honestly, here's the thing that I will say about that as well. As useful as dust jockets are, yeah. and as gorgeous as the art is on some of them, uh-huh. because they absolutely are, like Way of Kings, Words of Radiant, all of that artwork is phenomenal. Um, I will say there is a stateliness to the non-dust jacketed books, where if I wanted to kind of have that feeling without buying the leather bound, I would probably just put up the hardbacks without the dust jackets on them. That makes sense. Because, as I said, they are gorgeous, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there is a je ne sais quoi to, to hardback books without the dust jackets. Yeah. There are, also, there are also companies that make their own dust jackets. Yes. Uh, we saw Daniel Green um, did a video on the Stormlight Archive ones. Okay. They were... Of decent quality, and if you like the picture, they, they have a, they have like the shattered planes in your theory or something. But when you put the, all four of them on, the books, they have, turned they have moved the image enough that the side the spines all make the exact same image. Oh, that's really Again. cool. Yeah. I will say that um, one of the things that I found interesting was uh, so there's a a series that I I have read called A Court of Thorns and Roses. Sure, that's not the series. That's but a that's very the first popular book. yeah book series right now. Yeah, it is a very popular one. Um, and unfortunately, the series itself doesn't have a name, which is unfortunate. Like the first book is called A Court of Thorns and Roses, and all of them follow that A Court of X and Y style sure but the series itself as a series does not have a name well they should appeal to the math nerds and go with a court of x and y i i agree like like her other series does it's the crescent city series and the first one of that is house of earth and blood and then it's house of sky and breath but it is called the crescent city series but for some reason the court ones don't actually have a name for the series it's very annoying but anyway regardless uh the, the reason i was bringing it up was that for her first four books, they had a certain cover style. Okay. And then after those first four books, for the, I guess, not necessarily the second reprinting, but afterwards, and for the newest book, they switched cover styles to one that I feel is a lot less attractive, personally, unfortunately. However, the reason I was bringing this up was that someone on Etsy made a dust jacket for the newest book that matches the style of the the other ones. Nice. So, and I feel like those are going to become more and more popular because 
she still has another novel and two novellas coming in this series. Wow. So I feel like there's going to be more of those remade dust jackets to match the covers of the first books. I have the first ones in paperback, not hardback. Um, I'm not that upset, though, because it is the original covers, and I'm just glad that I have those, because I will freely admit that the new ones are, are not attractive. They're sure. just not. Is, um, it, uh, is it a good series? It's a good series, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it does have some spice. Sure. Uh, because... But I will say that compared to a lot of romance series, I mean, there's a reason that it's still filed under sci-fi fantasy. While it does have some of those scenes, it's they are integrated as part of the plot rather than being... Kind of like an extra, here's some just for fun. Right, well, like, like yeah, it's kind of like some of that rather than being a romance series where the romance and the culmination of that romance in... A physical form tends to be the payoff. Sure. It is... The romance and that payoff is integrated into the plot. You could cut it out of the plot and still have a very good sure. functional book that, you know, would still read just fine. Sure. So you wouldn't okay. be cutting out 90 or 80% of the story. That makes sense. So, yeah, no, it's quite good. Um, they got a little raunchier with the newest one because she moved... From it being a non-adult series to an actual adult series, so she was able to use uh -huh. some more explicit language rather than being a little bit more. So, so using explicit rather than saying member, saying I see. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say the word because I'm not saying we're shooting for a clean tag, but no, uh, I, I'm. I don't think we want to be that explicit. No. I agree. But anyway, um, but but no, it is a good series, and still definitely one worth reading. The newest one, I was not a fan of, uh -huh. for some personal reasons that I won't necessarily get into sure. if you're going to read them, because I, I'm not a fan of spoiling other series. We, we have a, a non-spoiler free tag for this one, but we're, that, that doesn't include other book series, but... I will say there were some story choices made in the newest one that I feel cheapened the effect that she was trying to achieve. I see. I see. Okay. Um, but, or lessened the effect, I suppose. Uh, so, so that was unfortunate. I'm, depending on what she does with the next one, I may drop the series entirely. Sure. Because... There were some things that she foreshadowed in the first four, and even a good... Well, not the first four. More like books two, three, and four. And even a large part of five. That then, in a bonus chapter for the fifth book, she, like, erased entirely. And it was dealing with a character that I was particularly fond of as well. Oh, no. So, oh, no. depending on how that plays out in the next book, I may drop the series entirely, because if she goes the way... If she pulls a 180 and goes the way that I want her to go, then I'll be fine. Right. But if she goes the way that she's been indicating in that bonus chapter, I'm going to be incredibly pissed, and probably not for, feel the series is worth continuing. I see. Um, 
So this is this will probably be the only book where I search for spoilers before reading the book because I will want to know whether or not it plays out. Interesting. Yeah, I will I will want to know which way it plays out to see whether or not I'm even going to pick up the book because sure. that's that's fair. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, as we've discussed that level of knowledge can help somebody appreciate a book right, uh, right. more than they would normally, which Yesterday, my my one of my coworkers finally started Warbreaker. He, oh, okay. He has read everything except White Sands now. Gotcha. And, and Warbreaker. Gotcha. And he skipped a launch just because I just told him what happened, and he was he wasn't big on the narration. It, it to be fair, there's not a whole lot to the plot of Elantris. Right. While there are some side characters that you will appreciate in further books as they pop up. I'll agree. The plot of Elantris is pretty basic. You can run through it and give an overview with little to no difficulty. And really, people in um, areas of the this world, Earth, right, where earthquakes are common, experience right. essentially the exact plot. Right. Um. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> On top of which, the, I would say the Emperor's Soul is worth reading. The Emperor's Soul is one hundred percent worth. Yeah, reading. but I will say that Elantris, while I enjoyed it, while I loved Elantris, I will say of all of his books that I've read, it is probably the weakest. I do understand it is his first publication. Yes. So I'm not making that a dig on Sanderson. I absolutely understand why it's the weakest why it doesn't carry as much emotional punch as some of his other ones do. Uh -huh. But at the same time, it's it's probably not all that critical to read. Sure. I will say, and of course, this title is... there. The title of this episode will be Chapter 4, Skadriel, or something like that. So right. So <clears throat> in-depth discussions of Elantris are, of course, expected. Right. So... <laughs> Of course, of course. Uh, I will say the chapter where they introduce the main antagonist for most of the book. Oh, the priest? The priest. Chapter three, by the way, because it, it always, it goes yeah, in one, order, one, two, three, mm -hmm. which is the prince, whatever her name is. Serene. Serene, and then the Raven, priest. Serene, and... I don't remember. Unfortunately, the the names of that book, compared to a lot of the others, do not stick in my brain. Yes. And and I want to say it's because he, the saving grace of that book for me is the magic system. I think yeah. the magic system is cool. Yes. Well done. Yes. Uh, and has... I mean, it's, it's very clearly a hard magic system. Right. Where... You can do incredibly powerful things if you do the things with a level of perfection. Right. That so or, or not even perfection, but also just uh, commitment. Because if you yes. look at the 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 monster priests, yes, uh, I don't necessarily think they need perfection, but they need commitment right. to right. have that. For the, done to them for the Elantrian magic, right? The yes, perfection yes. of the symbols is enough of a challenge that I think the payoff of the incredible effects makes perfect sense. I will also say on that front, I think it's actually probably devotion in general, because if you look at um, what's his name, the one who can do the martial arts, yes, the 
level of skill you need to probably do those kinds of rituals perfectly to achieve access to the door is probably comparable to the writing as an Elantrian. Right. So I think on that front, probably accessing, even before they were shattered and broken, and we may have to move all of this to an Elantris, whatever episode we do on Elantris, um, Surprise, this episode is now a right? Um, I think that if, if we, I think that to achieve, to act, or not to achieve, to gain access to Devotion's investiture, even probably before they were shattered, I think a, a striving for perfection would have been needed in some form or sure, fashion. Sure, sure. Makes perfect sense. Right. Devotion. Right. Exactly. Devotion to your craft. Exactly. Um, where Dominion might, again, be commitment rather than perfection. Right. It is... Or right. or possibly just a desire for supremacy. Sure. Um, because Dominion is Dominion. It, it's having power over others. That's... Yeah. That's a... Uh, good point. Yeah. I like it. All of that to say... Yes. Brandon Sanderson made almost $42 million off of his Kickstarter. Right, which, holy shit. Which made me had a, th- had a thought when you mentioned Butcher earlier. Right. Imagine this for a moment. He writes the three end books. Okay. He gets to the series, we get to the right. point where he's at the three end, the, right. the, the big bad trilogy. Right. Uh, he Kickstarters them. They all come out in the span of a year. I would... I would back that. I would back that so with it. Yeah, I would back that. And if he, 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 and also honestly, considering he has three series currently, he has Dresden Files, he has Codex Alira, and then he has the Windless, the the Cutlass, or the it, the 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 Cinder Spires. The Cinder Spires. Yeah, the Internet's Windlass. Right. The Internet. Yeah. The the thing that I would say is that while I wouldn't want him to come out with books necessarily in the span of a year for those, if he came out with additional items themed off of those three series, I would go for that as well. Much like what Sanderson did with, with the swag boxes. Yeah, that would, uh, I could see that being backed. Maybe not as successfully, but certainly very successfully, very successfully. Um, Unfortunately, I think while I understand his reasonings for taking as long to come out with uh, Peace Talks and uh, Battleground as he did, yes, I think some fans may have dropped off after that long of a hiatus. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate, and I am not blaming Butcher for that. Yeah. I understand he was going through a hell of a lot of things in mm-hmm. his life. I completely get it. Unfortunately... I don't necessarily... I didn't see the amount of buzz around Peace Talks and Battleground on the internet as I had for a lot of the previous releases. Sure. Yeah. If I think if he gets to the point where he is releasing consistently and updating occasionally, I imagine fans would come back. But yes. It is, it is hard to get hyped... So to say, when it's... I mean, they had the year of Dresden, and that was the big thing. Right, right, right of course. Um, and trust me, I loved it. And and yeah. uh, I was... I was glad to see Peace Talks and Battleground come out. Yeah. But I can also understand how some enthusiasm might die 
Yeah. Um, but more on that in the non-cosmic yeah, corner. Yeah, that's later. true. That's true. We do have uh, a whole section. We have that. a bit about his son. Um, so the Elantra's talk may have seemed tangential, and what are they doing? Uh, but if you've read Elantris, you've now had a refresher as we go into the schedule system where we can at least briefly at points compare yes. how Mistborn is Mistborn the Final Empire is probably the ideal jumping in point. Yes, absolutely. For a new reader who yes. has the interest in a novel where the Emperor's Soul may be the best jumping in point for somebody who needs something short. Right, if a, you need a, a boom, one-and-done story that no. kind of encapsulates Brandon Sanderson's writing, yes, Emperor's Soul is perfect. But if you want somebody who actually wants to jump into the Cosmere as a whole, mm -hmm. and all of the series that he has written, I completely agree. Final yes. Empire is what you want to recommend first. Now, if you know somebody who is into major epics, then they may find the Stormlight Archive. Okay, while I would agree with you, think about your own experience of going from Stormlight Archives back to Mistborn Era 1. Mm -hmm. The breach in quality can be a little hard to get over if you want to explore the Cosmere as a whole after reading the Stormlight Archives. I do, I fully agree with that. The draw of going Stormlight Archives to Mistborn is after, I was listening to the audiobook, so after 200 right. hours of the Sander Lanches at the end of the, each book right. are amazing. I will... I will reread the Stormlight Archive for right. the rest of my life because yes. the Sanderlanches are perfection. For those who are wondering, the Sanderlanches is the epic end scenes at each of the 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 ends of the Stormlight Archive novels. At the end of one, there is always an epic scene of some proportion. And even at the end of practically all of his novels, it's that force-feeding you rapid right. developments... Yes. And reveals as he is burying you under an aval avalanche of plot points. Right. And the perfection of these series is that they are, none of them are deus ex machinas. No, they, no, they are all foreshadowed. He, they are all foreshadowed, which, of course, if you were super paying attention and you're really forward thinking, which I am not, Fair. you could probably see a few of those things coming. But the beauty is that there's twists that you could see coming. Right. But you probably didn't. Right. So get buried. Right. While I saw a few coming every so often, for the most part, I was completely surprised. Yurithiru. Sure. That was completely unexpected. I did not see that one coming. And uh, the, the forming the... Much quicker paced. Yeah. I'll freely admit there, the... Mistborn is shorter and snappier. Um, Very snappy. It's a lot... He he uses obfuscation in a lot of his books to to build the tension to get to the same yes. range. In, in Mistborn Final Empire, it is much more direct in... 
this is what we're doing. This is the time frame we're doing it in. Here's a couple of snags that we have to overcome. Right. Next part of the book. I will also say that one of the things that I love about Brandon Sanderson's writing on the whole, in pretty much every single one of his books, actually, the main character is starting off with about as lack of knowledge as the reader has. Because you see that in Elantris. Yeah. You see that in Warbreaker. You see that in Mistborn. You see that in uh, Stormlight Archives. I think the only exception might be Mistborn Era 2. Sure. And White Sand. Okay. I think those might be the only two areas where your your main character has potentially much more info than the reader has. But on that, in Mistborn Era 2, hopefully you've read Mistborn Era 1 first. And with White Sand, it's a graphic novel, so I feel like... Plus, the magic system in that is very... Uh, not to this is not a, a criticism but the magic is pretty basic sure the the sand sand shaping sand whatever whatever it's called i don't remember uh it's it's pretty basic you you manipulate sand sure you're a sandbender whoa i know right um, so I don't feel it needs all that much explanation interestingly enough sanderson has not watched avatar the last airbender no oh. Really? Yes. Huh. He said at the moment at the moment people people suggested to him, but um it's very difficult to sit down and watch, you know, twenty something episodes a season where something that's like a single season or like a few episodes, he can sit down with his wife and they can have a good time. And then right. and then it's over. So um that's not a great argument for not watching it, but right. just FYI. Yeah, that, that is interesting if that he's that... never... But all that said, um, I feel like you don't need a lot of explanation for yeah. for the, the magic system of... of uh, not Threnody. I'm drawing a blank on the planet. Taldane. Taldane, thank you. And I remember you started that. started with a T. One of the members of a Twitch community I'm in is Caldane. Ah. And they he runs a Star Wars podcast called, oh, okay. called the Red Six Podcast, so shout out there gotcha. for the Star Wars. I think it's been going on for quite a long time. Yeah, so uh, check out uh, Red Six yes. um, if you're into Star Wars. And then, uh, yeah, so Taldane. Um, but the magic system of Mistborn is one of the more complicated complicated in out of magic systems i've seen and it gets um, more so in era 2 honestly not yeah. not the interaction with the magic system per se but the fact is in in era 1 they're working a lot of those things by instinct right and and i'm not saying they don't for era 2 but if you see era 2 Especially with the advancement of society, you see a lot more of the scientific eye being turned on the various investiture styles. Right. And so you find out how much more complicated it is when you see its interaction with physics. Yes. Which I feel like, I I hope at some point we get some sort of an encyclopedia from Brandon Sanderson because... 
seeing the way that Allomancy and Furukami interacts with physics, the the small amount that we have seen is fascinating. That's true. Uh, he'll be he'll probably be <clears throat> on his deathbed, and he'll write five secret uh, encyclopedias. <laughs> And do a Kickstarter, and it'll be post, wildly successful. Yeah, a, po- a post uh, post mortem Kickstarter for yeah the the five set uh, Cosmere Encyclopedia. But it'll it'll actually give him enough uh, uh, reason to to get better that he does, and so it's <laughs> he will be immortal because he cannot quit yeah. writing. Yeah, that's essentially. Um, so the the, as we talked about in the investiture, episode, uh, I don't remember how in depth we got, with. The medals, on. Skid I don't Row. think we did much because we were talking about investiture as a concept sure. rather than, I I think we we specifically I believe said that we were going to leave, specific planet investitures for. Their own episodes yeah. for those planets so. So, in in a broad sense, there are 16 medals. Right. That, if you are... In Era 1, they they know of 10 medals. Right, they know of 10, and there are two main magic systems and one secret one. Right. Which is, we have Allomancy, and we have Furukami. Those are the two main ones and even Farukami is kind of uh obscure it's not a secret per se but but plot wise it is yes yes but within from the planet's viewpoint right it's not a secret but most people don't know about the terrorist people and what they can do right out of their decision to keep themselves hidden from the lord ruler because the lord ruler wants to Breed them selectively, right? So that nobody can rise up to challenge him. Um, and then, but you have hemallergy is the secret one that is exclusively used by the Lord Ruler and his underlings. Yes. Now, one of the things that I don't know was discussed. I don't believe that the Lord Ruler can control anyone through hemallergy. Because we know that, of course, Ruin can project thoughts and Preservation can hear them through the metal in the body. Okay. That's We find that out in Secret History. Sure. Yeah, Preservation can hear the thoughts. Ruin can project the thoughts. But there's nothing indicating that the Lord Ruler himself could do either of those things right. with hemallergy. Yes. So, it always makes me kind of wonder why none of the people with hemallergic spikes ever rose up to try and challenge him. If I'm remembering correctly, the Chondra had a contract. Right. So that they wouldn't be controlled by Alamancers that could. Right. Including the Lord Ruler. Right. That That is, yeah, that one was clear. I more talk about the... The Steel Inquisition... Steel Inquisition? Steel Inquisitors. Steel Inquisitors. The Ministry of Inquisition. Yeah, the Ministry of Inquisition. All of those. I wonder why none of them rose up. I imagine it's because uh, 
of the power structure and that the Lord Ruler could smack them down and probably knew, knew yeah. their secrets of how uh, to kill them. Right. On top of which, the amount of power the Lord Ruler had from compounding and being the only person who could Ooh. compound would probably be enough of a dissuasion from trying to attack him. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so in Era, Era 1, they have ten medals, which right. we're not necessarily going to list all of them out, because who can remember all of them? Uh, uh, steel and iron, iron, tin and brass, copper, copper and bronze, and then, let's see, steel and iron is push and pull, tin and brass is senses... Physical senses, and then... Yeah. Uh, pewter, and... Pewter, and... What? Pewter's the alloy, right? No, pewter is the metal. Um, I will look it up. Ah, yes. Yeah, see? Nobody can remember all of them. <laughs> this is true. I doubt Sanderson can remember all of them. Uh, like we're not going to list all of them, and then we go on listing all of them. Well, I mean, it was a challenge posed. Fair. Let's see. Do, 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 do. No. Okay, let's see. We have steel and iron, tin and pewter. Oh, okay. So those were the two physical, because it's physical senses and then physical body. Yeah. Uh, bronze and copper, so I was right about that. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, no. And then zinc and brass. Zinc and brass. Those were the two uh, yes. emotional ones. Okay. Just to differentiate them. Yeah. So the, so the metals are... So we have the eight. The eight. And they, 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 there is a metal and it's alloy. Right. They are complements of each other. Yes. And then there are complements of external and internal. Right. And that's all explained in the book. We're not gonna right. I'm not, we we don't need to go too in depth into that. And then they have gold and atium. Well, sort of. Yes, in in the in the in, in the book, era one. In era one, they and... believe that gold and atium are counterparts. Yes. This is, however, disproven later. Plus, they have, and I never remember this one because it's only mentioned so briefly. What is preservation's metal called? Lorassium. There we go, yes, thank you. They do have Lorassium in Era 1. Did we mention in the Shard episode that each Shard has a god metal? I, I don't, don't think, think we so. did. So, so we may have to include that back in that episode when we edit it. Or maybe mention it here and in the yeah, further. So each, each god does have a god metal, which makes me interested in... What, if anything, that is going to play in further books for Allomancers and things. Because Allomancy and Fergme and all that are the only ones that interact with metals. Right. So I'm wondering, can they interact with metals that are not preservation or ruins metals? Or at, harmonies? For at the moment, from preservation's interactions with... Kelsier and then I believe at some point he set he stated he made 16 as a symbol so that right. people would know yeah he said it was a hint it was uh yes. it was uh so 
16 medals, 16 shards. So quite possibly, yes. Or quite possibly, no. And I would argue no, because he would have said, these are the medals you can use. There's 16 of them. And then he may not have built that into the ability of Alamancers to burn other god medals. True. Maybe, maybe not. Cause, well, and so here's the interesting thing, which is, and I know I'm getting into error too a little bit here, but whatever. Um, we do know that Harmony has his own medal. He does? Yes. Uh, the the medal that is used to lift the, the airships, huh. that is Harmony's medal. Harmony. It also explodes on contact with water. So it's lithium. Or francium, probably. Uh, Some... It's neither. It's neither. It's called neither, but it is. It does have that it's property. The, it's in the first uh, column of the periodic yes. table. Yes. Yes. Um, but apparently, yes, that is the power source that allows the airships to fly in in Era Two. Neat. Um, that is Harmony's metal. What we don't know. There's a few things we don't know. We don't know what happens if you try to allomantically burn it. We don't know if you can, because considering it combusts with water, mm-hmm. it may do the same with things like saliva and stomach acid. Yes. So swallowing and burning it may not be an option. Right. So if if there, I am, I would argue, that with the knowledge we have now, there is a hard limit of those sixteen. Anything beyond that is not burnable. Uh, even. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Hit me. While while I may agree with you that it's not burnable, what you could potentially do with uh, Harmony's metal is make a uh, metal mind out of it. And sure. We don't know what would... Okay, so... And see, that includes some other difficulties because what we do not know, and we will probably never know, is what you could store and access with Atium or Lorassium. Yes. That is correct. Unfortunately, we will never know that. Yes, because Lorassium will not exist anymore. Right. And And Atium will also not exist anymore for slightly different reasons. But... Right. Actually, okay, so you were talking about something, which was the fact that the Atium mines would be back after 300 years in Era 2. The reason I say no is that Ruin doesn't exist anymore. Alternatively, Ruin does exist because, and I say that as he, it exists as part of Harmony, but right. it is distinct in Harmony that Ruin still exists. Yes, I will agree, but I think in the way that the mists do not consistently appear every night in Era 2, I believe that Harmony would have some control over whether or not ATM came back i do agree and with i don't believe he would allow it to yeah potentially in the same way that i don't think anybody could access the mist the way then did sure i don't think that anybody would i don't think harmony would allow anybody to have the power to access the mist the way then did i don't think a harmony would allow anyone to have access to atm again quite possibly because i feel like it's probably just too powerful and something that harmony is all about is balance so what's the perpendicularity on schedule in era two because we know Hoyt comes back true uh the well of ascension may still exist 
I'm not saying it contains the power that it did. Okay. It, it may not be a gathering point for power the way it was in Era 1. Yeah. But I still believe it would act as a perpendicularity. Because if you look at, say, like, the one that... The, the pool in... In, uh... Elantris. No, not Elantris, actually. Oh, in... Uh, in Roshar. Roshar. Um... I don't believe that that pool has any super powerful abilities, but it still acts as a perpendicularity. I thought it was Cultivation's perpendicularity. Mm, I don't think so. Azure mentions that they needed to go to the mountains where Cultivation's perpendicularity is. Well, then why is Cultivation's found someplace other than the mountains, though, when Dalinar goes to ask for her to take away the memories did they give a specific region of that could that not be near the horn eater peaks i'm pretty sure they give i don't want to say they give a specific region but i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly it's was kind of on the way to the shattered plains that yeah at least in a roundabout way yeah which i think would would pretty much indicate that it's not near the horn eater peaks I vaguely remember Azure saying something about it moving. It has moved oh. to the... So, in the way that the 18 lines didn't have ruin like near them, right? per se, in the same way... Yeah, if if the, Cultivation the has a metal, it could be a concentration which, of that. I don't know. Yeah, no. It, and, well, and it makes me wonder, because we know that... Okay, so while while they may or may not have access to burnable abilities for say the Alamancers, we do know that each metal has its own ability. Yeah. Because we know that um Odium's metal can have investiture flow through it. Yes. Because that was the metal that was used to shift the light in the dagger. Right. The void light and the storm light and all that sure. jazz. Uh, although it seems to be one way, because she had to switch the metal around to... So it's right. kind of like magnets insofar as... Yeah, anyway. That's not important, but... Yeah. But anyway, um, so the perpendicularities, I would still say Well of Ascension. I don't know whether or not... Okay, so here's the thing. So we know the perpendicularity was ruined on Scadriel right. because of Kelsier. Right. That said, the functionality of the mines returning as a perpendicularity may still come back regardless of whether or not ATM is being grown there. Potentially. Potentially. Be I'm not sure. saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. Sure. I'm just saying it's an option. Now, that said, we have some interesting situations here, which is the Spear of... or the Bands of Mourning. The Spear of Destiny. Spear of Destiny, Bands of Mourning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the 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 access of, of all of those metal mines and all of that may have created a new perpendicularity. That much investiture in one place, maybe not. Because we already know that the Spear did not have as much investiture as even a shard blade does right so there's a good chance that 
it was not powerful enough to create a perpendicularity. Sure. That said, it may have also been because, I mean, I would say probably the well didn't have as much investiture as anything that the Knights Radiant do. Potentially. But it acted as a perpendicularity, at least for Skadriel. Yes, lots of theory crafting here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to say. Right. We may or may not get any hard answers. No. That said, I would say that at the very least, the well is still a perpendicularity. Even if it doesn't, even if it is not the, the lock on Ruin's cage as it once was, I would still say that it is the center of power and therefore a perpendicularity that can be accessed. And I would bet that Harmony has made a new perpendicularity. That and... may also be the case. Yeah. Um, the fact is that, yeah, Harmony does have access, and he reshaped the entire planet. I mean, yeah. so it's quite possible that in all of that, he created one or two no new perpendicularities that don't have anything to do. Now, okay, so here's an interesting point, though. Era 2... News, one of the news clips right. about a monster appearing right. when that woman was in, in the, the mountains. mountains. So. There was that pool. Yeah, perpendicularity. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Which was probably a Parshendi? What did we think uh -huh. it is? Yeah. A singer, whatever you want to call them. That's my theory. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think that's the red-eyed red beast at the end of... Uh, Bands of Mourning as well. Right. That's the last one, right? Bands of Mourning? Yeah, yeah. Shadows of Self is before that. Uh, Where I I believe that it was a Chondra corrupted with Trellium. Uh, I, I still personally believe that it was a Parshendi. It would be cooler if it was. I... And, and in my... And that would be my, my wish. But in my heart of hearts knowing that Sanderson has said that he is writing, or he has written The Lost Metal to not give spoilers for Stormlight 5 as much as possible for that, which, to, be, which, for that to happen. Well, okay, but there's way more ways that you could have that work without explicitly saying that the red-eyed creatures are Parshendi. Sure. There's, cause, cause the fact is, okay. Here's the thing. Okay. I view the Wax and Wayne series on a macro scale, uh -huh. the same way I do Dead Man's Chest. Is that the second Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Which is, it's not going to have a definitive beginning or end on a macro scale. Because if sure. you look at Wax and Wayne, if you look at like. The beginning is, is Mistborn Era 1. And so, if you just started to wax and wave, you'd be completely lost. Yes. There'd be so much backstory that you're missing. Yes. I'm not saying that you'd be completely lost, but... You could do it, but it's not recommended. Right. There, there's so much that you would be lacking, and, and they don't go over the accent or allomancy or things like that nearly as thoroughly as they do in Era 1. Right. Um, and so I have a feeling the end is going to be the same. 
which sure. is we're going to have a close to Wax and Wayne and Maracy's story. Yes. But we're not going to have an end to Scabriel's story. 100%. So I feel like you could write Lost Metal without spoiling Stormlight 5. Yeah. And still have the red-eyed beings be Parshendi. Potentially. The reason that I don't think it is going to be Chandra... Uh, corrupted by... Trell. Trell. There's a couple of reasons why I don't think that's the case. Okay. One, we don't hear from the other Chandra of Harmony losing access to other Chandra. Okay. What's her name? Palm. Palm is the only one we hear about. Right. And it is talked about like it's an exception. I mean, that is why... Harmony has Wax do what he does. It yes. is because Paalm ex- specifically has gone rogue. Right. But if that were the case, then the red-eyed one at the end would have also caused just as much attention to be brought on itself mm-hmm. if Harmony had lost access to controlling it. Yeah. The second thing is that with Paalm, even though she was corrupted by Trell, uh-huh. with whatever that metal was... Trellium. Trellium, yes. Um, she did not express red eyes. The only beings we've seen that have expressed red eyes in the series, in any of the series so far, has been when the Parshendi got access to... The Void Spren. Yes, I agree with you there. So that is why... That is what leads me to believe that the being at the end of Bands of Mourning is a Parshendi rather than... Or specifically a... Um, so that's what leads me to believe that it's a Parshendi. Or a singer or a return. Whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And the reason that the being was able to explode itself at the end is because it knew it would return even if it killed itself. Because it would just end up back on Braze and get another body. That's a fair line of reasoning. Now that said, it could also be a being that we haven't encountered yet. Yeah. Or it could be a Chandra corrupted by Trell. And my reasoning, uh, not that I'm here to convince you. Right. uh, My reasoning is uh, uh, Occam's Razor. We know Trell is surrounding the planet at the moment. Right. And in my head... The simplest explanation is it is another Chandra that is has been corrupted for whatever reason. I, I think you have valid points about drawing attention to itself, but it could just be that we haven't seen that part of the story where that is happening. Right. And, That's, and yeah. Harmony only had so much time with Wax at that, you know, above the world part. Um, well, I wasn't even talking about that. Well, sure. Yeah, but, but... like, but like Harmony could... Harmony could prioritize what they were doing with the Bands of Mourning over... Right. Right. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah, so... It, it remains to be seen. Maybe, uh... Maybe somebody's... Somebody will ask about it and, and he'll answer in a... In a Cause, thing. Because the a, interesting thing for me 
And, and one of the reasons that it made me think that it was Parshendi, because mm-hmm. that was my initial reaction when I read when I right. heard that endpoint. That was where my mind immediately went. Right. And the reason was was the term faceless immortal, mm-hmm. and we know why Chandra are given that term. Right. But if you look at the way that the returned operate. They could be considered the same, because every time they die, they change faces. Yeah. Because they take over a different... Now, as I said, I'm not saying that I'm right. It right. could, To be fair, it could honestly be a creature that we have not encountered yet, that is That's specific true. to Trell, and whoever Trell ends up being. Which, we don't know, unfortunately. There yeah. are some theories, but... <laughs> Very good theories. Yes, but at uh, the same time, we raffoed, don't... Raffoed theories... Uh, oh right, right. Read on, read, read and find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I completely agree. And so the fact is, is that as I said, it could be a creature that we have not encountered at all. That Trell is using as minions past. Because here was the thing that always made me think was that Paalm and her vendetta. Uh huh. Always felt like a distraction to me. All of it felt like a distraction. Okay. That she was supposed to... I mean, now, I don't think that she wasn't supposed to throw the city into chaos. I absolutely do think that she was supposed to. But... It still feels like... her, Her entire thing was supposed to draw attention to the city and what she was doing there... As a way to obscure something that Trell was doing elsewhere. That makes sense. Especially with her talks of autonomy. Right. And the prevailing theories right. on what Trell is. Yeah. Sure. Um, so the fact is is that the reason I... And, and again, this is kind of my reasoning as to why I don't think it's Chandra or a singer... Is that if Trell did have a plan elsewhere, using a Chandra as a distraction, especially because Harmony would be able to tell that he couldn't control this Chandra anymore, right. and that would draw his attention to whatever Palm was doing, then Trell could activate in secret with her own or their own creations elsewhere that were doing their own thing. Sure. That makes sense. So... But bringing the conversation back to the magic system of Skadrian. Right, gods, yeah. Farukami. Farukami. So, well, Allomancy. So, one of the things that we do need to mention about Allomancy okay. is that it is an end-positive magic. Okay. And so, you burn the metals, you gain an effect out of them, but you don't have to have that effect already there. Right. You will gain that a strength from pewter whether doesn't matter how strong you were that strength will be added to yours Mm -hmm. without you having to invest anything except burning the metal right and i think that that's important to state it is kind of a core thing about allomancy is that it is an end positive and it is preservation's investiture that's correct it is uh in fact loracium is what gives, or is what started people having access to Allomancy. That's right. Uh, uh, and then part of it is that you 
you can burn metals and then you can um, flare them. Yes. And burn what you have at a higher rate for a more intense effect. Yes. Though I think, if I remember correctly, it is at returning or diminishing returns. Right. In, in so far as the amount that you flare will not the speed at which you burn it will not complete will not on a one for one basis increase the amount of power you get out right there is a there is a cap there is a cap and i believe that the faster you burn you will still get more power out of it but it will be at less and less of a of an increase right um and then after after book one we do actually see four more metals added right uh the the main ones are aluminum. Oh, no, aluminum is arrow one. Is in, well, book in book one it isn't. It is in book one. Yes, yes. it is in arrow one. It Briefly, is. Right. and it is and it is more explored in books two and three. Right, as is dur and duralumin is found in books two and three. Yes, and so so briefly, aluminum if burned will completely. Wolfie. Uh, will completely erase the metals in your system. Yes, with zero effect. With zero effect. And when duralumin is burned, it will maximum flare all of the metals that you have. For a the, brief instant. Right, before they are all burned up. Yeah. Uh, which can create incredibly powerful effects. But only for a fraction of a minute, or right. for, for a fraction of the time. Right. Um, and then I believe they find information on the alloy of gold I... right which is i will have to look up fool's um, gold <laughs> right golden electrum that's right electrum yes which is a silver or gold and silver right At least uh, that's what it is in don't remember to be honest that's fair that's the that's the typical fantasy combination combinations I was actually always interested that silver was not one of the allomantic metals. And I believe he stated there's a reason for that. Oh, interesting. I'm curious. Because, because we know that aluminum, as it stands, is investiture, investiture. neutral right. across, like, everything. across everything. Like, right. not, not just for Skadriel. So it'll be interesting to see what silver... I wonder because if that's why the... silver light... Probably, and something probably to do with trinity oh uh, yeah the yeah there's the silver in there um Ooh, i wonder if it's like investiture negative or something i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting so uh cadmium right is the other one that they which is the the bubble now the speed bubbles were only in that's bendeloy the speed bubbles were bendeloy. Cadmium was the opposite. The one that Mer no not yeah Marisi can do. But did they have that in Era One? No, those no. those were not in Era One. No, two, those were yeah. those were added in Era Two. Yeah, so we were missing three, right in Era One, which was bendeloy, cadmium, and electrum. Right. All the other ones we eventually got. What was the eleventh metal? Was that the Electrum? That was... No, that was... Oh, maybe you're right. We do have Electrum. So we're just missing two, actually, in Arrow 1. Which is Bendeloy and Cadmium. 
Right. Right. Yes. Because eventually we get we do get the eleventh medal, which is Electrum. We do get eventually aluminum and duralumin. And, and then, that's about it. Right. That's that's ATM and Lorassium count as the others. Uh right. Right. So then and I suppose we're missing Harmony's medal, which is um Harmonium. Oh be. no, we're actually missing four because we're also missing chromium and nicrosil. Oh in arrow yes. one. Yes. Yeah, I was the count in my head was off. Maladium. That's Harmony's medal. Maladium? Maladium. M A L A T I U M. Maladium. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Bad bad adium. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, that's a, that's the, the combination of Lurassium and Adium is Maladium. Cool. So yeah. So anyway. And so far we've seen that it access grants access to flight sort of. Maybe. Uh at least with the airships it does. Like, they have to be, like, like yes, everybody has to be light right. to allow the ship to fly with people on it, but clearly something is actually powering that flight. Sure. Which is, as far as we're aware, currently Melladium. Right. But what else it can do, nobody knows. anybody's guess. The music you hear is part three, The Spirit, from Zavadilla's The Music of Elantris, produced by B-Roll Records, available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and most music providers. If you like what you hear, and you want others to hear it as well, please leave a rate and review. It really helps us get more listeners.